When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steelers fans are reveling in the many misfortunes of the Cleveland Browns. How sweet it is. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The two teams are linked by a mutual hatred and 90 miles of bad turnpike. The Steelers and the Browns go into their bye week with identical 2-4 and four records. But the gulf that separates Pittsburgh and Cleveland could not be more wide. The Browns have crashed and burned after being the fashionable Super Bowl pick from the AFC. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, everything that could go wrong did. But the Steelers have surged from the ashes, and its proud nationwide fan base stood tall out in Los Angeles, taking over the Chargers Stadium with terrible towels a-twirling as their beloved team took it to the Chargers for a win that just could save a season. In Cleveland, the latest pathetic Browns pratfall was right in front of their home dog pound and it was ugly. So much so, the once high-riding Browns bad wagon is leaking bodies all over the Cleveland metropolitan area. It makes for some delicious social media maliciousness between these two bitter rivals, whose record is the only thing these starkly contrasting teams and fan bases have in common. The Browns' barbs and the Steelers' shout-outs have been fast and furious on social media. How bad is it in Cleveland? Well, the trash-talking Browns QB Baker Mayfield knows that after stinking up the start of the season, it is he and his team who are now getting trashed. He said, quote, Everybody is going to throw this in the trash. And why not? The Browns actually boasted a better record at this point last year when they came from nowhere. Now they're anointed as among the AFC's best, at least on paper, and they are flaming out. As for the misfiring Mayfield, he has tossed 25 interceptions since taking over as the Browns QB amid the 2018 season. He leads the NFL with 11 picks this season. And last Sunday against the Seahawks in Cleveland, Mayfield tossed his fourth three-interception game of his career. And that's a career that just spans 20 games and 19 starts. Not good. By the way, the Browns are 0-7 when Mayfield has a multi-interception game. So we kind of know where the problem begins. Pro Football Talk put it this way on Baker getting baked. Baker's best 
hasn't been good enough this year in large part because it hasn't been very good. The Browns have extra time to try to address the situation over the next two weeks. If they don't do it soon, they'll have a hard time matching or beating last year's 7-8-1 record, unquote. Mayfield has been bad, but the Browns' in-over-his-head head coach, Freddie Kitchens, has been even worse. The game plan Kitchens has been cooking up have prevented the Browns from getting into any semblance of a rhythm on offense. And Kitchens inexplicably consistently takes the football out of his best players' hands, those being of the bruising running back Nick Chubb, right when they get near the goal line, when Chubb could seemingly simply punch it in. Instead, he lets Mayfield air out a pass for yet another drive-costing interception. According to the Browns' own website, Kitchens has his work now cut out, just keeping his team from imploding. The ClevelandBrowns.com website reports this, quote, Kitchens acknowledged the talent the team possesses on both sides of the ball and in some places surpluses of talent that talent alone hasn't gotten the Browns to where they envisioned they'd be heading into their Week 7 bye. Said Kitchens, quote, All this talent we've got that's gotten us to 2-4, and four, unquote. Memo to the Cleveland Browns. Unfortunately, no games are won on paper in the NFL. Now for the Steelers. Hey, This was anything but a by-the-numbers season in Pittsburgh. But when the chips were down, Coach Mike Tomlin doubled down on what his franchise has long stood for, brute physicality. That powered perhaps a season-saving win out in Los Angeles, and it reignited a fan base that showed up in Legion and took over the Chargers' own stadium on Sunday Night Football for all the NFL nation to see. The social media fallout has been huge. First, on all those incredible Steelers fans who turned out for a West Coast trip and turned a Chargers game into a home game for their hard-playing Steelers. The full-throated support could be heard and seen courtesy of all those twirling terrible towels throughout the Steelers' 24-17 win over the Chargers. And it caused NBC's Al Michaels to marvel during the national TV broadcast, was he in a miniature Heinz field? Well, Michaels, you may have been. That sense of deja vu became even stronger in the fourth quarter when someone running the stadium public address system played the Steelers' defensive fight song, Renegade, by the 70s band Styx. It was simply surreal. As Pro Football Talk reports, Chargers players sure didn't appreciate it. Said guard Forrest Lamp, quote, We're used to not having any fans. But it does suck, though, when they're playing their music in the fourth quarter. We're the ones at home. I don't know who's in charge of that, 
but they probably should be fired, unquote. That Steelers scene in La La Land had a Hollywood look to it on national TV. So much so, jaws were dropping all over the NFL media landscape. Perhaps Pittsburgh sports talk show host Colin Dunlap put it best. He tweeted, quote, Because the stadium was so small and the amount of Steelers fans so large, to me it looked like almost as if last night was a movie shoot. It was like the stadium was a set that was built and the fans were all extras and told to go crazy. It was surreal, almost fake, unquote. That's a great way to put it, but this was no Hollywood movie prop. This was Steelers Nation showing up in droves and in full throat for a team that was basically out of it. And now they're back into it, courtesy of that great fan support and that much-needed win over the Chargers heading into the bye. And whatever smart guy who said winning is the ultimate deodorant sure was right, because my nostrils are sensing that pretty much everyone on the Steelers roster and the coaching staff came out of that Chargers game smelling like a rose. Tomlin showed his coaching chops. Coordinator Randy Feekner dialed up a run-first game plan, and that swarming, ball-hawking defense shined under those Sunday night football lights. To wit on Twitter, there is a reappreciation of Mike Tomlin. And also, there had been rampant rumors of him going to the Washington Redskins and leaving the Steelers. Maybe Pittsburgh isn't really to bed adieu to their coach, who's never had a losing season. And based on the social media reaction, there is a reappreciation of Tomlin's skills underway. Perhaps he knows a little of what he's doing when it comes to coaching the Steelers. Steelers Depot writer Daniel Valente tweeted this, quote, Credit to Mike Tomlin, notches only his second win on the West Coast and he does it by beating Philip Rivers with a third-string QB. His defense that included Artie Burns and numerous injuries also pitched a shutout for three quarters and held on for the W. His Steelers were prepared, unquote. On the rehabilitation of the reputation of offensive coordinator Randy Feekner, sports talk guy Colin Dunlap tweeted this, quote, I have been as critical as anyone of Randy Feigner. In fairness, last night he put together a masterful game plan that played to the strengths of his personnel. It was a study in simplicity and a job really well done, unquote. Feigner was rightly held for relying on the running game to protect the young quarterback, Devlin Duck Hodges. To his credit, running back James Conner was up to the challenge. And so was his offensive line. Chase Williams with WPXI-TV in Pittsburgh took notice, tweeting, quote, James Conner had 119 scrimmage yards and two TDs on 23 touches. The Steelers are 2-0 this season when he has 100-plus yards. They're 0-4 in games when he doesn't reach that mark, unquote. So you think Feekner might want to emphasize the running game going forward? Well, I think so. 
this from Daniel Valente with SteelersDepot.com. Quote, when the Steelers upset the Chargers on the road in 2015, Le'Veon Bell had 127 yards from scrimmage. Steelers upset the Chargers again Sunday night, and James Conner had 119 yards from scrimmage. Great game by Conner and running back Benny Snell, who had 75 rushing yards. And oh, that D, that awesome defense, and all those turnovers, not only against the Chargers, but all season long to this point. From Pittsburgh sports broadcaster Bob Pompiani, he tweeted, quote, Steelers defense got three more takeaways last night in L.A. Steelers now have 15 takeaways in six games tied for second in all of the NFL. By comparison, they have 15 all of last year, unquote. The splash plays that the Steelers have been missing on defense are back. The Steelers' D is cannonballing into that pool of splash plays that Mike Tomlin so loves. Even a much maligned linebacker, Bud Dupree, got some love for his resurgent sack-inducing season. From Daniel Valente, again with SteelersDepot.com, quote, Bud Dupree is going to make all of us go back and delete our old Bud Dupree tweets. All joking aside, he's been great tonight and this season. And finally, miracle of miracles, the defender who got the game ball in the Chargers win, along with QB Duck Hodges, was none other than cornerback Artie Burns. Burns got a rare start in this game, and he held his own. All this after Steelers Nation had basically written off this former first-round pick as Artie Burnt. So a win is certainly deodorizing all of the Steelers, but by far the defender who shined brightest under those Sunday night lights was Steelers rookie Devin Bush. He seems to suck up turnovers like a Hoover vacuum cleaner. Tweeted sports talker Andrew Filipponi, who's been harshly critical of the Steelers this season, quote, Devin Bush is the greatest player at recovering fumbles in the history of football. He has more than a nose for the ball. It's incredible, unquote. Filipponi changing his tune. Broadcaster Chase Williams tweeted out this stellar statistical rundown on Devin Bush, quote, through six games, he's first Steelers rookie and just the second since the 1970 NFL-AFL merger with a fumble return for a TD and interception in the same game since Delton Hall in 1987. He's been involved in six of the Steelers' 15 takeaways. He leads the NFL in fumble recoveries with four, unquote. Not bad. The only somber note for the Steelers was the loss of defensive tackle Stefan Tuitt. He went down with a torn pectoral muscle that needs season-ending surgery. To call it a big loss is an understatement. Daniel Valente put it in perspective, and he also put a perspective on Tuitt's often injury-marred career. Quote, It's unfortunate that health has never been on Tuitt's side. 
if Tuit is done or misses time, it will be the sixth season in a row that he has failed to play 16 games. A big loss to the Steelers as Tuit has gotten off to a great start. A great start, but a sad ending for Stephon Tuit. And now the attention will focus on other members of that D to fill the void. Meanwhile, Steelers would-be starting quarterback Mason Rudolph is still nursing a concussion. But his return after the Steelers' bye week seems assured, and his next opponent will be the hapless Miami Dolphins, so it could be a good get-right game for Rudolph. And despite all the hype surrounding Duck Hodges and his first start win as a Steeler, he will be resigned back to the bench backing up Rudolph, but there could be a bright future for Hodges as well, given the flashes of recognizing defense and the strong arm that he's displayed. Just maybe the Steelers got the better quarterback in that 2018 draft when the Browns took Baker Mayfield first and the Steelers took Rudolph way down in the third round. Bob Pompiani noted on Twitter, quote, Things to consider through six games. Mason Rudolph has more TD passes than Baker Mayfield. Mayfield also leads the NFL in most interceptions, unquote. Hey, what went right for the Steelers is they returned to old-fashioned Steelers football. Ground and pound, swarming, hard-hitting defense, and supremely physical on all sides of the football, defense, offense, and special teams. What also went right, Steelers Nation not only took notice, Amid a Steelers season of unprecedented adversity, they reveled in this game. They turned out in massive numbers. They took over a stadium and they electrified a national TV audience with their loyalty, their undying passion for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is a major achievement for a fan base amid a disappointing season. And along with Steelers Nation delighting in this victory, this perhaps season-salvaging victory over the Chargers, Steelers Nation is also reveling in the real calamity that has become the Cleveland Browns. And for a moment at least, all is right with the football world. That is your Steelers update for now. Come back every week on Wednesday and download the podcast. It's available anywhere you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.